The Velvet Hammer, an inside look at trial lawyer life with Karen Kohler. Real life stories about fighting the good fight. Five years ago, I got into a fight with a lawyer on a case. He's a defense lawyer. He's also a criminal defense lawyer. And amazingly, that case is still going on. But five years ago, a month after my mother died, I wrote a blog post and it was called, How Many Insults Does It Take For Me To Call You A Three-Letter Word? So, where do we start? Well, the attorney's name starts with a J and ends with a B and his middle initial is H. And in the six months leading up to my blog post, these are the things that he wrote to me, actual emails. So I just want you to think about this. He's an adult lawyer. I'm an adult lawyer. We're in a contested case. I've charged his client with the wrongful murder of my uh, deceased client whose children I represent. It's a little contentious case. I'll give him that. But here's some of the things that he wrote. Now, before I tell him to you, let me just tell you this also. Initially, I thought he was joking. But I called his ex-wife and I said, he's got a really weird sense of humor. And she told me, no, he's not joking. He's just, he can be mean. And then I realized he wasn't joking. He was being a punk bully. So here's some of the things he wrote to me. You're not going to believe it, or maybe you will. You be the judge. Number one, Karen, some whack job is sending out emails in your name. Number two, who was Karen's writing instructor? James Joyce, meaning I write long emails. Number three, just struck by Karen's late night strange email. Number four. When you asked if T, his client, had cosmetic surgery, I was going to object but thought you might be looking for a referral. Number five, do you have a mirror? Number six, but I look so much younger than you. He's 10 years old, older than me, at least. I'm going to lose count of all the numbers because these are bullet points. Next, I will take the high road on your sophomoric comments. Next, I can always take advice, even if condescending. Next, he compared me to Margaret Thatcher and said, the fact that she died friendless and they took her portrait off the wall at Oxford at her university, parentheses, I went there, end of parentheses, is also something you can relate to. Sad. Next, Facebook is for insecure narcissistic fools. I don't need to attract attention. I just do. Next, you may think this is all good fun, but twice now you have invoked my age. That will be part of the bar complaint. Maybe you should think before you write, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Next, you must be living a very sad life needing virtual friends. I just hope and pray you are better prepared for the next deposition. Your last performance was embarrassing. Next, stop trying to be funny. You're not 
Just try and be professional. Next, get some help. Next, I'm drafting the complaint against you and your firm. Next, don't you get it? I am done with you. Please leave me alone. Next, I assume by your snarky remark, we will have to do this without cooperation and we will. Next, I said as a courtesy, in quotes, not surprised that word escapes you. And finally, get a life, a real one, not a virtual one. You know, real, not pretend. Try to earn your reputation, not create one, quote, velvet clamor, quote, and all it is quite sad. Yeah. Um, so after I wrote that email, a reporter for uh, the local newspaper, the Seattle Times, or it was an email, it was a blog, read it and was interested in it, in it and then wrote a story about it that ended up on the front page of the newspaper. Okay. After that story was published, which set forth a lot of our sniping, I had several interesting things happen. Number one, um, there were some ex girlfriends, uh, former prosecutors, and other attorneys who had gone up against him who thanked me profusely for uh, calling him on his crap and standing up to him. Because, let's face it, when he wrote me those emails, I did not write, roll over and play dead. Um, yeah, in fact, I just went right back at him as hard as I could, right in the gut. But in a nicer way, of course. He didn't like that. It's not often that a lawyer, an, an opposing lawyer for that matter, will levy such direct attacks against someone. I mean, these were just the ones that were by email. When we were in deposition together, uh, when we would be on the phone or any kind of interaction, there was nothing other than this weird, hostile, sparring type of dynamic that he wanted to confront me with. And if I had been a non-trial lawyer, I would have taken it personally and wept and thought, he doesn't like me, oh, boo-hoo, there must be something wrong with me. But I'm not. And it's not that I'm stuck up. It's just that as a trial lawyer, you don't have the luxury of being able to take things personally. You're in a war and you know that that other lawyer is trying to discombobulate you, um, to take advantage, to get an upper hand in the litigation. And so you have an ethical, moral, professional duty to not take it personally and to go at it tactically. And my tactic was, you're out of your league, buddy, and I am not putting up with any of your crap, and I'm going to call you on it. And that's what he doesn't like. It still continues to this day. Still continues to this day. Five years later, oh joy. So the reason I decided to talk about this, and a lot of people have wanted to know about this story, and it's not that I don't talk about it. In fact, remember, it was in the newspapers. 
In fact, after this, he filed a lawsuit on behalf of his client claiming that I defamed her. Uh, and that was thrown out of court. But what do you do when the defense lawyer truly is being nasty? And maybe there is something personal in there, but certainly it's there to throw you off. And maybe they've done that always. They've always attacked or used those kind of, because mm, it's not a skill, just, I'd say, slap arounds to try to bully their, their way uh, through litigation. Okay, this dude is tall. Me, not tall. This dude is loud. Me, not loud. But that's where the polarities end. He's a lawyer, I'm a lawyer. He can talk on his feet, I can talk more on my feet. He can string words together, I can string words together. He thinks he has a righteous case. I have a more righteous case. And on and on and on. We as lawyers are entering a phase of our world where there has been a polarity encroaching in our realm that is of historic proportion. I really believe that. From the outer world parts of people hating each other for their political or religious beliefs, I mean, the whole drama over should I or should I not get a COVID uh, vaccination and the absolute nightmare that we're in. And it's not to say that one side is actually better than the other. Well, they're, you know, here's the way I feel. I'm going to be really honest with you. First of all, I believe that everyone should get vaccinated. I mean, if we didn't get vaccinated from polio, polio would still be rampant. Get your vaccination. I do believe that. And I believe that people don't get vaccinated, have developed these reasons for in ways that I can't understand. But I also believe that you have to respect people and try to figure out how to work with people and come up with a way to move people one way or the other towards a betterness. And that's not yelling at them, screaming at them, name calling them, or beating them to, to a pulp. The nastiness, all it does is put the other person's back up. I mean, most recently with hospitalizations rising, there's people that have said we should deny uh, people that aren't vaccinated access to hospitals and go put them out so that other people can get treatment. I mean, think about that. It's like something out of a horror movie or some kind of uh, apocalyptic nightmare movie. And it's no different in the practice of law. People are meaner. People are more, more polarized.
And we can either choose to feed into that or we can somehow rise above it. Now, I'm telling you about the issue with JHB because this is an example of me not turning the other cheek. I was not going to turn the other cheek. If I was a perfect human being, I would have turned the other cheek or walked away and not engaged. That's what a perfect human being would do. I am not perfect or human. I'm a trial lawyer and I'm a female. And I'm also, you know, not a tall white male. So for me, there's more at it, more involved than simply saying, I'm going to be the higher human being. I'm going to walk away because this is too polarized and I'm not going to feed into that. Oh no. For me, what it means is, well, if I was a white male, I would and should turn the other cheek and walk away. But because of my position, I'm not going to do that because I represent more than myself. And this is not going to be allowed on my watch. If I wasn't me and I was watching someone else be treated like that, I would go in there and champion them. Well, there's no one to champion me that I want to have champion me because I don't want anyone else to be in line of fire. I'm going to champion myself and he's going to feel it because he needs to learn that lesson. I think that's acceptable. Was it perfect? I don't know. Critiques of my uh, in-your-face, get-away-from-me, you-fool approach would say you are dishonoring the profession by lowering it um, to the atmosphere of a tavern brawl. To me, I say, the only people that can make that kind of a challenge or not a challenge, I guess, a claim to standards that we are, we should all be so held high and lofty and all if we just follow the rules and conform to um, these ethical ideas of civility. I mean, that is a, that is, I'm sorry to say that those rules are written for privileged white males who all are going to treat each other with the same kind of code. I'm outside of that code. As a female and a minority, if I am going to be attacked in a way that is bully behavior, uncivilized against all of our roles, and frankly, for some kind of weird, bizarre, prejudiced purpose, I mean, the purpose, and I'm not saying that he had a racial animus, but what, did he have a gender animus? I don't know. I don't know. Would he treat other people like this? I don't know. But he's not going to treat this minority female like that. You have to be your own guide of what you're going to be willing to tolerate if you are attacked by another lawyer. In legal pleadings to a judge, I believe that that is not the place to go after your opposing counsel. And I believe that because it never works. 
Well, maybe it does work. It's worked against me before by my opposing counsel. But for me, it doesn't work. The judges don't like sniping. They don't like name calling. They don't like people making wild accusations against the other person or making them personal. Or we call these, you know, um, attacks. Um, there's a Latin phrase for that, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't believe in legalese, but it's ad hominem. Um, judges don't like it. Judges want you to get along, even though you struggle. Judges love that stuff. So every time you say your honor, we don't see eye to eye, but we've been working together and trying to figure this out. We're still struggling, but we've made a little bit of progress. Oh my God. Judges love that versus Mr. So-and-so is just being completely rude and not listening to anything and we cannot get along and you're on a, you need to compel them because they are just absolutely out of line and disrespectful and ignoring everything. And we believe that they're hiding this and that, and, and they're probably lying to their liars, your honor. I mean, judges hate that unless in the rare circumstance, you can prove it. You have, you have the documents to prove that up. So. Me personally, you hardly ever see me arguing that kind of way about another lawyer in any legal pleading. I did when I was a young lawyer. I did. I did. I asked for sanctions all the time. Now I almost never do. But this fellow? No. He's not going to tell me that I'm going to die old and friendless like Margaret Thatcher and have my picture taken off the door. He's not going to say that to me and get away with it. He's not going to be able to tell me that he thought I was looking for a referral for plastic surgery. I think the, the last thing he told me, the last unsolicited comment, well, maybe this isn't the last one, but one of the last unsolicited comments he told me, he looked at my website, obviously, where there's the cutest video of me and Nala taken, I don't know, two years ago, running up on Queen Anne. And he told me something to the effect of, yeah, spandex is not a good look on you. Okay. Not wearing spandex. I was wearing Nike gear. It doesn't matter what I was wearing. He's being a rude buffoon of a person. Do I care what he thinks I look like? No. Did he have any business talking about what I look like? No. I then told him that he'd be lucky if he could ever even run as fast as I could. And then he wanted to have a race with me. And I said, bring it on. And then he said, let's invite the media. And I said, no one would want to come watch it, which is the truth. Who would want to watch two old lawyers running? And he would never win. Trust me. Not possible. Because he can't run. <laughs> see how See how bad I am? See how quick I go into that? I am going to go into that. I am not going to let him bully dominate me. And I'm not going to let him make disparaging comments about me personally, trying to attack me or who I am as a human being based upon how I look or how, how I act or anything like that. It makes me mad to think that there are lawyers like this that could exert any kind of 
negative dominance or dominion over opposing counsel with these tactics. So that's what I'm talking about it in this podcast. If a lawyer ever tries anything like this on you and you work for a firm, you go tell someone right away. It's not okay for lawyers to bully one, one another. It's not, it's not appropriate behavior. Is it appropriate behavior to stand up and fight back? To slug them back with words? Well, I say yes. I'll tell you one final reason why I say yes. Because when I asked the Bar Association to take action against him for this, they said, oh, well, the case is pending. The lawsuit's still going on. Remember? Lawsuit, which has been going on for, I don't know. How long has that lawsuit been going on now for? Six years? So if the Bar Association isn't going to do anything about it, I'm certainly not going to sit around and let him continue to insult me to my face and behind my back and to who anyone to who anyone will <laughs> and to anyone who will listen. I'm going to stand up for myself. That's the way it is. See, there's part hammer in me. I'm not always just velvet. Over and out.